Before I jump into this episode, I want to thank an acquaintance of Ben McDaniels, who provided this podcast a lot of background information on Ben. This person also provided photographs of themselves with Ben to prove that they knew him personally. The information this acquaintance provided has been introduced into this story where it fits into his case, much of which was not ever reported publicly. As per this person's wishes, they have asked to remain anonymous, and we're going to respect those wishes. For years, scuba divers from around the world have been visiting Vortex Springs, a recreational water park in Florida with a vast underwater cave system. Divers who dare to venture to the deepest reaches of this cave must first pass a locked gate that is guarded by an ominous warning sign which reads, Stop. Prevent your death and go no further. There is nothing in this cave worth dying for. It's beyond that sign that a bizarre mystery took place in late 2010, when an experienced scuba diver named Ben McDaniel descended beyond that gate and into the unknown, and then disappeared. In the immediate days and weeks following Ben's disappearance, some of the world's best cave divers dove to the deepest reaches of the cave to look for him, but couldn't find him. Now, all of these years later, do the answers to Ben's disappearance actually exist above ground, or do they remain undiscovered under the water, somewhere in the deep reaches of the vortex? Ben McDaniel was born on April 15, 1980, in Memphis, Tennessee. He was the oldest of three sons born to Shelby and Patty McDaniel. From an early age, Ben had an interest in scuba diving, which grew into a hobby that would play a large role in his adult years. Prior to his fateful dive at Vortex Springs, Ben had experienced a series of setbacks that had drained him both financially and emotionally. His construction business had failed, and his marriage had ended in divorce, and he was still grieving the untimely death of his younger brother, Paul. The failure of his business left Ben in debt to both the IRS and the state of Tennessee, which prompted his parents to offer him financial support and a place to stay at the family vacation home in Santa Rosa Beach on the Emerald Coast area of the Florida Panhandle. It was during his time staying at the vacation home that Ben would frequently go out on exploration dives at Vortex Springs, which was less than an hour drive away from Santa Rosa Beach. The main attraction for divers at Vortex Springs is its underwater cave system, the entrance to which lies 115 feet below the water's surface and descends another 300 feet down into a narrowing passageway to a place known as the Gate. The Gate is a locked gateway requiring a key to bypass. 
and only certified cave divers are permitted past it. To ensure this practice is enforced, divers can only obtain the key from park staff. This policy was introduced after 13 separate incidents of diver fatalities occurred on penetration dives beyond the gate in the 1990s. The gate and lock, along with a blunt warning sign, were placed there after the state of Florida threatened the park with closure of the cave from any future exploratory dives. It is beyond the gate that the most dangerous areas of the cave exist. With shrinking tunnels that become so narrow that divers choosing to descend further must first remove their air tanks from their backs and hold the tank in front of them as they twist their bodies to pass through those areas of the cave, which are known as restrictions, the last of which is mapped and identified as being too small for anyone to successfully pass through. As Ben became a regular at Vortex Springs, he began working towards becoming a certified dive instructor. He was even considering opening his own dive shop. Despite the risks and only having an open water dive certification, Ben consistently dove past the gate, which he was not certified to do. But because he was a regular and the Vortex Spring staff was familiar with him, he was allowed access, mostly because they assumed he was certified and didn't bother verifying it. It is said that Ben was known to be such a daring diver that he could not find anyone at Vortex Springs willing to be his dive partner, a precaution many divers take on deep penetration and exploratory dives. Three days after visiting his parents in Tennessee for a weekend, Ben returned to Vortex Springs on Wednesday, August 18th. Other divers at the park that day would later indicate that they had seen him at the gate. Later that afternoon when he resurfaced, he had his air tanks refilled at the park dive shop. He was then captured on security cameras by himself near the water's edge, testing his equipment and writing in his dive log. As the sun was setting, Ben prepared for another dive. He called his mother from his cell phone, informing her during that conversation that he would be going for a dive before returning to the family beach home. He then suited up and dove into the darkening waters of the vortex. Two Vortex Springs employees named Chuck Cronin and Eduardo Turan were returning from a deep penetration dive when they encountered Ben at the gate. Eduardo, who had suspected for a while that Ben had been forcing his way past the gate when he couldn't get a key, decided it was safer to open the gate and allow Ben to go through. When park staff were aware of any divers still exploring the caves, Chuck or Eduardo would wait at the water's edge until they saw bubbles rise to the surface, which was an indication a diver was using their decompression tanks to avoid the bends before surfacing. But on that particular night, the two men left before those bubbles appeared, and Ben McDaniel was never seen again. On Friday, August 20th, 
two days after Ben McDaniel was allowed past the gate, Eduardo Turan had noticed Ben's truck was still parked in the same spot he had seen it in two days prior. When no other park staff reported seeing Ben after the 18th, Eduardo contacted the Holmes County Sheriff's Office. When deputies arrived, they sealed off the spring and notified Ben's family, who came to Florida to watch and assist in the search efforts for him. Officers first searched Ben's truck and recovered his wallet and cell phone. It's reported that $700 cash was found inside of his wallet. At the family beach house, investigators found Ben's dog Spooner without food or water, which they believed was evidence that Ben had not been back there since leaving for Vortex Springs. It was based on those findings that park staff and law enforcement presumed Ben had likely drowned in the cave, somewhere beyond the gate where he was last seen. With the park now closed, local rescue and recovery divers were brought in to explore the cave for Ben. They would return to the surface with two of Ben's decompression tanks, but reported that they had not found anything else. After two days of cave searches, recovery divers did not locate Ben but they did not attempt to go beyond any of the cave's more narrow restrictions due to the dangers associated with attempting to pass through them. Law enforcement and members of the local dive community reached out to veteran cave diver Ed Sorensen, who's considered to be the world's best underwater cave diver, and able to enter caves and get past restrictions that other experienced cave divers can't get through or won't attempt to. Ed agreed to help look for Ben, and on August 22nd, Ed made three separate dives into Vortex Springs, using smaller air tanks to get past all of the known mapped restrictions. When Ed Sorensen finally resurfaced after his third dive, he told law enforcement that he was convinced Ben McDaniel could not be in that cave. Frustrated and desperate, Ben's family reached out to Steve Keen the very diver who mapped out the Vortex Spring Cave. Steve Keen agreed to go into the cave to look for Ben and went on seven separate dives to search, but didn't find any traces of Ben in any of the explored areas of the cave. Keen would later say, If Ben is down there, I have no idea where he could be. The McDaniel family, not wanting to give up exploration of the cave, offered a $10,000 reward for any diver willing or brave enough to go past the smaller restrictions to look for Ben. Dive experts, including Ed Sorensen, admonished the McDaniels for turning the search for their son into a makeshift gold rush to anyone willing to put on a wetsuit and scuba gear without the knowledge or experience necessary to explore an underwater cave. Undeterred, the McDaniels increased the reward offer to $30,000. It wasn't until March of 2012 that a diver from Biloxi, Mississippi named Larry Higginbottom died at Vortex Springs when he became trapped while attempting to pass through one of the smaller cave restrictions. Ed Sorensen was sent in to retrieve Larry's body, which had to be pulled through four restrictions to be removed from the cave. That incident forced the McDaniel family to rescind their award, 
and convinced nearly the entire dive community and experts that Ben could not be in that cave. In the years that have passed since Ben's disappearance, strange events at Vortex Springs have caused online sleuth communities to speculate and theorize as to what may have happened to Ben McDaniel. There are even those who knew Ben personally, including friends of his who reached out to us directly, that believe it's very possible that Ben actually planned this to escape from things in his life that were not ever reported publicly. It was suggested that Ben may have borrowed money from the wrong people and was killed when he couldn't pay it back, or that he is actually living somewhere outside the U.S., enjoying a lifestyle funded by his wealthy family. It was also suggested by a listener that prior to Ben's divorce, he reportedly asked his then-wife to use her technical proficiency to help cook the books of his construction business which then led to problems with the IRS. Of course, we cannot speak to the absolute truth of those claims, but we can speak to the fact that the persons who provided this information also provided pictures of themselves in photos with Ben himself, which at a minimum is evidence that they knew him. To provide context as to the lengths the McDaniel family would go to, to possibly cover up or even fund Ben's escape to another country. It was learned through our source and newly revealed information that when Ben's younger brother Paul passed away, the family reported his cause of death as a stroke and went so far as to create a stroke awareness and research foundation in Paul's name. However, it is now known that Paul McDaniel died of a drug overdose. And according to an individual with close ties to the McDaniel family, Ben's parents, Shelby and Patty McDaniel, asked a nurse how long certain drugs would stay in Paul's body, wanting to ensure that those were flushed out of his system before he was taken off life support so that his organs could be donated. To be clear, we fully sympathize with a family's effort to protect a loved one, even in death, from unnecessary scrutiny. The question is, would they go even further to protect a loved one from serious financial and legal trouble? That is difficult to say. One has to consider that based on all of the available maps, the cave at Vortex Spring is essentially a closed tube. There's only one way in, and it's the same way out. When you consider Ben's size, being over six feet tall and well over 200 pounds, it's highly unlikely that he could have squeezed his way to an area of the cave that not even the world's best-known cave divers could reach. Of all the dive-related fatalities at Vortex Springs, Ben is the only one who has not been recovered.
Although Vortex Springs is a closed off body of water, to eliminate any possibility Ben could have somehow been washed out from it, searches were conducted of all the nearby swamps, woods, and creeks, as well as the outflow of a nearby river. But no traces of Ben were found. Authorities took the investigation even further, asking Eduardo Turan, the last known person to see Ben McDaniel alive when he led him through the gate, to take a polygraph test, which he agreed to do, and passed. A lot of what's left is theory. There are several internet theories that have surfaced and been injected into the mystery of Ben's disappearance. One theory involves the mysterious death of Lowell Kelly in 2012. Lowell Kelly owned Vortex Springs at the time Ben vanished there. But a year prior to Ben's disappearance, Lowell Kelly was arrested for attacking a Vortex Springs employee named Bill House. According to House, Lowell Kelly asked him to come out to a field on Valley Road off of Highway 81 to discuss a project he was working on. But after they arrived, Lowell Kelly suddenly accused Bill House of stealing $30,000 from him, then attacked him with a baseball bat. Bill House did get away, but sustained some serious injuries from the attack, and a year later Lowell Kelly pled no contest to the charges and was put on seven years probation. In December of 2011, one year after Ben disappeared, Lowell Kelly held a chili cook-off at Vortex Springs. It was during that event that Lowell Kelly reportedly fell down a small flight of stairs and injured his head. According to unofficial reports, an attendee of the event brought Lowell Kelly home. They then helped him take a shower and left him to rest in his bathtub. The following day, someone went back to check on him and found him comatose and unresponsive. Lowell Kelly would spend the next few weeks in hospice care until he died on January 20th of 2012. To date, police will not provide the name of the individual who brought Lowell Kelly home the night of his fall, nor will they provide the name of the person who discovered him the following morning. Law enforcement has also refused to release Lowell Kelly's autopsy report, saying that doing so could compromise an ongoing investigation. To add even further to this mystery, according to Dive Community Posts, Lowell Kelly told several people he was in his office at Vortex Springs the night Ben disappeared, and he reported that he had seen a, quote, rough-looking character at the dive shop wanting to do a late-night dive that same evening. Of course, none of this has been confirmed or denied by law enforcement. As we researched Ben's case, we came across numerous posts and articles on both him and Vortex Springs. There was a documentary called Ben's Vortex, which was filmed by a renowned underwater cave explorer. The film followed her dives through the caves at Vortex Spring. The film also explored the possibility that Ben was the victim of foul play, or that he even pulled off an elaborate hoax to fake his death. We also came across several online posts from those who claimed to be close to Ben or having non-public details into his life. One post indicated, 
that at the time of his disappearance, Ben had been on antidepressants. Another post indicated that Ben had an extensive criminal record, which included drug charges, assault, and theft. None of this information was independently confirmed, so we consider this to be mostly speculation or lies, and not necessarily associated at all with his disappearance. A memorial was placed in the Vortex Springs cave honoring Ben McDaniel. It's a simple stone which says, Ben McDaniel, beloved son and brother. An obituary for Ben is still available to be viewed on Legacy.com, which in part reads, Ben went to be with the Lord on August 18, 2010, while cave diving at Vortex Springs in Ponce de Leon, Florida. Ben has moved on to heaven, doing what he loved. Now he and his brother Paul are together again. So what truly happened to Ben McDaniel? Was he somehow able to reach an area in the Vortex Springs cave that not even the world's best cave divers could get to? A place that once he entered became impossible for him to get out of? Or was he the victim of foul play for owing money to the wrong people as an acquaintance of his suggested? Perhaps someone was even waiting to harm him when he surfaced from his dive that night. As Lowell Kelly suggested before he also died under mysterious circumstances. There are still those close to Ben who will not dismiss the possibility that he pulled off faking his own death, leaving behind a life of debt and depression for a new life, funded by his wealthy family, who perpetuated the hoax through phony rewards and memorials. All that is known for certain is that on August 18th of 2010, Ben McDaniel dove past the gate and beyond the ominous warning sign, telling old divers to go no further into the cave. A cave that to date has taken the lives of nearly 20 divers. And if Ben is truly still down there, he is in a place that only he has been to. A place found only in the vortex. cave divers also looked uh, in the caves for Ben and unfortunately uh, we didn't find him in the cave and I've been asked before do I think he's in there and the only thing I can say is that um, everywhere that I knew to look I looked uh, is there other places I didn't look of course but everywhere that I knew to look I looked and I couldn't find him Hey everybody, I recently went through a challenging period in my life that I'd like to share with you. Uh, For the longest time, I struggled with a severe lack of energy and focus, and it felt like I was constantly battling brain fog, and it made it nearly impossible for me to concentrate on any task. As time passed, I found myself falling further and further behind, to the point where I began to doubt if I'd ever catch up. 
And that's when a game changer entered my life called Magic Mind. Magic Mind is a daily shot of natural nootropics and adaptogens. And it became my go-to solution. Every morning, I take a shot of it. And the transformation has been remarkable. It whisks away the brain fog. And it quiets my sometimes noisy mind. Replacing it with clean, sustained energy that allows me to kind of slip into that free flow state where my thoughts become crystal clear and my focus and recall can really reach their peak, all without any of the jittery side effects of caffeine. If you're experiencing the same struggles at work or school, I can't recommend Magic Mind enough. I'm so confident it'll work for you that I've secured a special discount for my listeners. All you have to do is visit www.magicmind.com slash they disappeared and use my code TD20 for your first subscription purchase. With Magic Mind's money back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So it's time to take control of your productivity and unlock your potential. And don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode, where you'll find the link and the TD20 discount code. 